was my bad. Thank I goodness. hit mute on accident. It's all right. I don't know what that was. Help. It was. Send help. 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 Oh, welcome. Oh, we're starting right away. I guess Conversations. In Comfy Pants. I'm Clara. And I'm Alex. Hi, Boo. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to draw it out while you were taking a sip of your water. Thank you. But you're back now. I'm back. I'm back. Good. Hydrated. Good, good. Never want to be low-drated. Always got to be hydrated. You always want to be hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow. We are it. well into October. Don't like it. Don't. Approve. It just feels a little bit mm-hmm. like the end of the world. Yeah, I, I want it to be fall. I want it. There are some leaves have fallen. There's too much green. <laughs> Except for my grass. Except for which is there, brown. There's grass. Um, there's too much sun. There's too much warm. It should be dark right now and spooky mm-hmm. and mysterious and lovely. Should be rain. It will. I saw I rain in the that. forecast actually. Let me look. It's far, well, I did, but... I did also read that we're expected to have a La Nina winter, which you're probably wondering, what does that mean? I'll tell you. Doesn't it mean it's warm? It means it's warm in the south, but cold and rainy and snowy in the north. I don't want that. So the Pacific Northwest will be colder and rainier. It's like the same <sighs> the same type of winter we had last year. I don't like snow, though. I don't either, but then it's an excuse for me not to leave my house. I'm getting a four-wheel drive, though. That will help. And I, and I work from home. I mean, I also have... No, I think mine's front-wheel drive. I don't think it's four-wheel oh, drive. Mine's going to be A-W. Um, but I live on top of a hill. Yeah. And I have to back out of my driveway down a hill mm-hmm. to go up, which is not safe. Mm-mm. So I uh, stay home in those cases. Yeah. It is kind of cozy at first, as long as it's only like a few days. And you light a fire, and you get it nice and cozy in here. I do get it cozy in here. Me and Penny cuddle. Yeah, you get your blanket. She sleeps the whole time because she's too hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 90 (laughs) degrees in here, even though it's snowing outside. Yeah, there's rain next Saturday. Yes. 30% chance. I will be in my Jimmy Jams. Um, speaking of the end of the world, okay. have you seen, I have two things. Okay. First of all, the CIA is the latest investor in Colossal Bioscience, which is a company that wants to bring the woolly mammoth <gasps> and the Tasmanian tiger back from extinction. <gasps> I support Using this. DNA editing. I... Have you not seen Jurassic Park? What do you mean you support I this? I support, I would love to see a woolly mammoth and a Fried Sarah Dragon. Tasmanian that Tiger. <laughs> dragon. <laughs> if they could bring the dragon back. If they could just bring <laughs> the, the dragon Sarah the Dragon back. <laughs> I'd be into it. No, I I think that's great. Bring back Why? extinct animals. Bring back the dodo. They're also the dodo. Yes, <laughs> bring back the dodo. It was dodo. those three. Bring back the dodo. I'm uncomfortable with I it. I love it. I'm all for it. We're giving these people too much power. What if, it's going to be friggin' Jurassic Park. But here's the thing. If you bring one back, you don't have to bring a second one back. You can just bring one back and, hey, see, hey, look, we did it. And then You fool. Have you never seen <laughs> Jurassic Park? <laughs> just keep Barbasol cans away from everything. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be great. <laughs> just make sure you don't. 
mix in some frog DNA so no. they can switch back and forth. Yeah. Somehow impregnate themselves. Yeah, we gotta we gotta keep it keep it keep it close, keep a lid on it. I'm not comfortable with it. I'm all for it. I'm for, I'm for it. You I'm, need to watch I'm, that documentary, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> all six movies. There's got to be more than that. There's just six. Isn't there four OGs? There's three OGs. And then and there's three, three news. news. Oh, I thought there was four OGs. Because mm-hmm. I remember okay. loving, loving Jurassic Park 3. When they were like in New York. <laughs> I think so. But it was like. <laughs> it was in San Diego, maybe. I don't remember. If it was San Diego, it was a sign. Um, <laughs> it was a sign of what? That you're going to marry a dinosaur from San Diego? <laughs> Did I not marry a dinosaur He's not from San Diego? Old, everybody. He's our age. It's an appropriate age range. That's true. That's true. Um, no, I just I loved that movie, and it was like nobody liked it except oh, for yeah. me. Have you watched the newest one? Yes, I loved it. Oh, loved it. Je- Anything I, with Jeff Goldblum? That's my new car's name, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Hello. Probably. Depends on what color you get. We need to get you a Jeff Goldblum sticker for the back. Oh, good idea. <laughs> With his shirt yeah. buttoned down. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. It was great. I loved uh, getting their like, original three yes. back together. Uh-huh. I thought that was And I love Laura Dern, too. She's oh, great. we love Laura Dern. Love an LD. And Sam Neill. Yep. Also Sam Neill. Also Sam Neill. And the other three. <sighs> yeah, they're fine. They're I fine. I the OG cast yeah. better. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I agree. They were just more, like, way more funny. Like, mm-hmm. their little callbacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was great. It's great. Anyways, the second end of the world thing mm-hmm. is just a, um, a title. What's it called? A headline? Yep. Lab I read a lot of them. Brain Cells Play Video Game Pong. No. Mm-hmm. See, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. 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 Don't like it. It was, it played it poorly. Well, good. It's so scary, Alex. Why are we doing this? I mean, the animals I'm good with. The people, no. Can you imagine if there was a woolly mammoth right there trying to get into my house? We would not be okay with it anymore. (laughs) I would have other thoughts. Yes, I would. I would regret my decision. But for right now, I'm good with it. No. I'm good with it. I don't think so. I did. So I did hear something, actually, when I was taking a bubble bath. And I had the news. The news was on. So Brian was watching the news. Watching the news in a bubble bath? That's counteractive. It was, was like, in the background. So I wasn't actively watching it. But I was some headphones on and listen to some true crime (laughs) to calm down. Yes. We immediately then watched the Dahmer show. So Uh I felt fine. And I was sitting there. Okay. Just, you know, minding my own business. business. <laughs> and then I hear something. Oh, God. That Lori and Chad Daybell, remember? Yeah. They killed yeah, their two yeah, kids. Yeah. Mother, something, what was it called? Sins of the Sins of all <sighs> yes, Mother. Thank you. Uh, their trial is postponed indefinitely. Are they in jail, though? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Then. Because they're incompetent to stand trial. I don't think you 
You can delay it indefinitely? Mm-hmm. It's delayed indefinitely because is, they are What about that... the constitutional right to a speedy trial? Well, if you're deemed incompetent to stand trial. You nuts? You nuts. Huh. You wackadoozle. Well, we knew that. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe you can elect to postpone it forever and just stay in jail? I don't know. I hope so. No. They need to just stay away from people. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be found innocent. No. Maybe crazy. Well, that's what they're, that's what it is right now is they're not competent to stand trial. So it's potentially it's insanity. Hmm. Yeah. We need a lawyer, friend. Uh, also today's the 18th, right? Today is the. Well, today, like today the episode's going. Oh gosh. Uh, yes. Today. Mm Mm-hmm. McDonald's released the bucket, the Halloween bucket. Oh, yay! For Happy Meals. I had too many meetings, so I probably didn't go get one, and I'm really disappointed. So. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll get one for you on my way home. Oh, please do. <laughs> and then one more thing. See, I oh, keep no, it I on my Twitter. Really on um, this one's actually a good. We're going to end on a we're ending the high. Oh, I'm not done. What? What? Well, I'm not done with my oh, notes. You go. Okay. Because I got one more, and we'll end this one on a high, and then okay. we'll get right into spooky stuff. Okay, great. Um, well, we need to talk about today, our world today, mm-hmm. Robbie Coltrane, a.k.a. Hagrid, died. <gasps> May he R.I.P. Which is sad. It's really sad. He was... Everybody loved Hagrid. Who... Yeah, if you Except didn't love... the Malfoys. There's always something wrong with the Malfoys. <laughs> Don't trust a blonde kid. Ooh, no. Bright blonde. Ooh. Ooh. And dad that Pasty has skin? long, no. blonde hair I mean, like that. I mean, the Targaryens. Sure. Bright blonde hair. Yeah. Don't trust them. Don't trust them. Although I am going to be Bellatrix for Halloween this year. Look at you. Mm-hmm. I believe that's their cousin, though. What, what's oh, no, going to be? Uh, she might have to be a dinosaur again because I haven't got her a new costume. Oh, Penny, you hear that? Will it she still was fit? Last year. No, I'm sure. <laughs> it was tight last year. No. I got the gear. I was set up bat wings. Oh, that's right. He's going to be a little bat. Have you gotten them yet? Yeah. He ate some. He ate some. He ate some. Okay. And then I also need to talk about my new passion. (gasps) You have a new passion? I have a new passion. I sent. You haven't told me about this? No, I did. Um, So (laughs) it's. Do I not remember? (laughs) You'll remember. It's basically small town. Oh, yep. Nope. Got it. Um. What would you call that? Like small town farm fair fair. It's like mutton busting. Small town fair, like draw. Yeah. Like, like what's you get? What gets you to that small town? Like at the Washington State Fair where they ride the sheep. Everywhere has mutton busting though. Really? Which I love. I love mutton busting. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things about the fair. Everywhere has it though, but. Yeah. I found in Tillamook, Washington. Oh, no, Oregon. You love it. That's basically the same. Mm-hmm. They have a thing called Pig in Ford, where <laughs> um, it's all men. I don't know if it has to be all men, but. Sexist. Sexist. You know, Oregon. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> they are weird. They grab a pig out of a box. They put it in their, like, old-fashioned Model T car and they race around the track. <laughs> they put the pig down back in its little box, pick up a different pig, do another lap, 
and then get the original pig to a third lap. How do they know what pig is theirs? Well, they're all separated. Oh, they're like so numbered. You, you got two pigs in a box. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> two pigs in a box. I love that snack. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite meal. Two pigs in a box. Coming soon to a McDonald's Happy Meal near you. Yes. And then today I saw in uh, Chandler, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Chandler, Arizona. They have ostrich chariots of fire. Stop it. <laughs> I sent it to you on Instagram. It was so Stop it. It's so funny. They're like in, you know, the chariot. Yeah, the with ostriches. But instead of horses, it's an ostrich. It's and they so, run so funny. funny. Ostriches. Yes, they're the funniest they're looking hilarious. things. Hilarious. So my new that's my new passion okay. is finding state different state fairs weird. I love it. Quirks. So Please if you know any, back. tell us. Yes. And if you I find have any. I a very busy summer going to all these things. <laughs> Although the one in Arizona is in like, I think March because it's so hot down there. We're going, we're taking this on the road. Know, going we're going on the road. The Pigs and Ford, I think, was August. So that's okay. good. We have. Because normally fairs are like spring, summer, depends. fall It Depends. I know because my sister-in-law's family is from Florida. Of course, mm-hmm. everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, we did a whole episode. They're in the winter. Oh. It, because it's so hot, and then in Arizona, apparently this one's in. And you want to March. avoid hurricane season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, in, here in Dakota, in the it's, Dakota, <laughs> it's like early September. Yeah, but that's I don't think that's nationwide. Mm-hmm. Well, so really, we can go to one a month if we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so report back anybody who knows anything like that. Yes. I'll post pictures because it's just. So gosh darn funny. It's hilarious. Yes. I remember you sent that to me and I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? And how do I get involved? I know. I'd like to race. Okay. So my last okay. thing that kind of ends this on a high note. Yes. It's our boy Brendan Fraser. Oh, yay. He has said <gasps> he is open to reprising his role as Rick O'Connor. Yay. O'Connell, excuse me. Oh, boy. In The Mummy. Yes. Can you imagine? No, bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, Brandon Fraser just continues to be a delight of a human. He's back, baby. And just the sweetest. Better than ever. I saw a video of him, and he was like, they were. They asked me a question. It's like, you've been, you know, you've been missing for a while. And he goes, I never really left. And I'm like, no. I was blacklisted I for was, telling the truth. I was blacklisted <laughs> because nobody wanted to believe me. Yeah. I think we should do a month on, like, celebrities that are secretly incredibly awesome people. I think we should. Like Dolly. And then maybe the reverse of, like, Ooh, celebrities that like are actually Weinstein trash and, human beings. You know, other ones. Weinstein. <laughs> Cosby. Cosby, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll be. do the bad ones first and then the good ones. So yeah. it's nicer. I think we yeah. gotta like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or we do every other week. Like one week, do a bad, then a good, bad, and then a well, good. I do a good, you do a bad, and then we switch. Ooh, okay, I like this. Girl. We're already planning our 2023 we months. <laughs> Somebody write this down <laughs> for us. Because we'll forget McKenna. <laughs> McKenna, thank you. Thank you for digging a Add note. it to the spreadsheet. <laughs> All right. We did it. We did it. We're doing it. Okay, bye. <laughs> No, we have more. We both have stories. We do. I don't know what you're doing. I switched it last minute. I knew you would. (laughs)
I knew you would. You gave me a few options. I did. I was like, gave me a few options. That sounds great. I don't think you're going to do any of them. Though. No, I did one of the ones that <laughs> oh, I told you. you. Yeah, right, I did. Fine. I did, but I didn't, didn't do the one that I think I told you I was going to do. Oh, which, by the way, the Watcher came out today. It Our today. sure did. I haven't watched any yet because I got into the new challenges out, so I had to watch that today. Oh, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that. I've been watching uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Hmm. On Hulu? Sure. I think. What's it about? It's, um, so Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Bought a Uh football team in Wales. Yeah. And it's basically their whole, like, a documentary of them. Uh Uh-huh. Buying the team, like the I team. love Rob McElhenney. Oh, Is that he's crazy. Yeah, I love him. He, they have the the whole, not the whole, but the three main guys from It's Always Sunny mm-hmm. have a podcast that I listen to, yeah. and they're the best. They're hilarious. I love them. And he's married to Kat uh-huh. Olson, so she's great. Um, but yeah, it's the whole like them buying yeah, I it, and definitely then would watch that. It's great. And I also saw that. Um, I don't know if you have watched, because It's Always Sunny is still going. Like, I thought it ended oh, when yeah. we were in college, but um, Mac is gay now. Oh, he is? He is. And so they were saying, well, Ryan Reynolds said that he's not opposed to coming on and being <gasps> Mac's boyfriend. Can you imagine? I love <laughs> Just seeing them in the show is like... Yeah, they're so cute. They're both perfect. Like, seem like the best. They're hilarious, because when they are on the phone to each other... <laughs> Ryan Reynolds will like be a, a lull and a pause, and they're like, "Yep, yep." And then Ryan Reynolds goes, "Hanging up now." <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> and then Rob McEnany goes, "Okay, I love you, bye." <laughs> love you, oh, miss you, bye. Oh yeah, I want to watch that. But yeah, no, it's that. what's it's, it called again? Uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Wrexham with a W. Oh, Wrexham. 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 Yeah, really good. Great. Really like it. Quite funny. And they did a whole episode about, like, whales, the history of whales. Oh, cool. And, like, it's, like, right in the middle. And they're like, you've been watching a documentary about whales. We're going to teach you about whales. <laughs> I actually read today, I think, that they're going to have a second season of that. Ooh, nice. It's great. Can't wait. Recommend it. Okay. Okay. I'm, this week, I'm going a little more creepy Halloween than spooky Halloween. I think mine's, mine's, mine's just, I don't know. It's creepy. It's creepy. Okay, great. I wasn't asking. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I just wanted to give you my my thoughts and feelings it is Halloween and emotions. Month, um, I'm talking about the urban legend of Cropsy. A urban legend. A urban legend featuring Spaghuli. Spaghuli. <laughs> still, still oh, one of my featuring urban legends. Oh yeah, still one of my favorite titles. We're switching. Of all time. <laughs> okay. It's up there. Uh, so, Cropsy was an urban legend in Staten Island. Mm, which is the one with the pigeons. It's the one with the pigeons. It's, pigeon it's the one where my, you know, the East Coast version of Brian <laughs> okay, lives, okay. who's also named Brian. <laughs> your, your pigeon boyfriend. My pigeon <laughs> Who lives in the diaper barge. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, as the kids told it, George Cropsy was a camp counselor... <laughs> As the kids say. (laughs) I mean, I feel like they're the only ones talking urban legend. Okay, so George Cropsey was a camp counselor at a summer camp in the area. Mm -hmm. When a prank goes horribly wrong, Uh he leaves him disfigured and he goes insane. Well, yeah. And apparently this 
disfigurement uh, included his hand because they gave him a hook for a hand. And then they check him into Willowbrook State School for the mentally ill. There's nothing creepier than a guy with a hooked hand. I know. It's a lot of urban legends. Yeah, there's always a hook. (laughs) Specifically Uh, as a hand. Sure. Never going to see a hook foot. It's never like an eye replacement. It's never a foot. Could you imagine? Hmm. A hooked foot? It would get caught on too many things, I think. Yeah, but you could pick things up really easily. Oh, good one. <laughs> Drop something. Drop something. Not a big deal. Pick up. <laughs> Hope you don't mind a you know hole in it. what I would use is like um, tongs. Tongs? Yeah. I think instead of a hook, tongs. I think we be. answered, we asked this question. Did we? I think and this like was part of our like episode. 20 question episode where we asked tongs. other random <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay, never mind. I said a Swiss Army knife. Oh, yeah. Because you got good. so many options. Sure. You got a wine screw too. That's cheating a little bit. Anyways. You didn't say it at the time. It passed. <laughs> it does. It does. Oh, I think I said tongs. Oh, my gosh. We'll have to send I don't it. Know. McKenna? <laughs> McKenna, what did we say? <laughs> okay. So, he escapes <gasps> from the school for the mentally ill. <gasps> and he found a way to live under the dilapidated ruins of an old nearby and abandoned Seaview Hospital. Oh, which was a tuberculosis sanitarium, also in the Winbrook area. He becomes this homicidal madman who would use the tunnel system that lay under the ruins of the hospital. Oh, jeez. And he would come out at night, grab a kid, and drag them back through the tunnels, and they'd never be seen again. I don't like that. That's scary. Okay, so let's discuss this Willowbrook school Mm -hmm. and where the urban legend came from. So we go back to 1947. Mm Mm-hmm. And we go over to Staten Island mm-hmm. in New York, mm-hmm. a place called the Willowbrook State School. So school is a very generous term. <laughs> um, the New York State Department of Mental Hygiene oh, okay. opened this facility for children who had an intellectual disability of some kind. <laughs> um, the building was on 375 acres. and, and big. It's big. I mean, the school isn't that big, but it's on that amount well, I mean, of land. I don't think Staten Island's that big. Like It must be. It, Staten well, it Island's ha- pretty big. It has to be, but it's like, that probably takes up half of Staten Island. Could be. Austin, um, you're on the East Coast. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Report and back. This facility was big enough to house 4,000 people. So the building oh. is really big. Yeah. But the grounds are also huge. Huh. Okay, so we're basically... In the 50s, in a mental institution. So things are not great here. No. And it kind of became a place where parents who didn't really know how to deal with their kids um, for one reason or another, you know, they had some kind of disability ranging on Mm -hmm. the whole scale. Mm -hmm. They would basically just bring them there and then never come back. To them. Um, During the first decade of its operation, hepatitis A was spread like something that spreads really easily. I don't know. Wildfire? Cream cheese. Oh, wildfire. (laughs) (laughs) Spreads like cream cheese. Like whipped cream cheese. Oh, I do love whipped cream cheese. It is the the premier. Oh, it's great. Cream cheese. It's great. Uh, anyways, it spread like wildfires or cream cheese <laughs> that I can think of. So, ninety <laughs> percent of the kids admitted to the Willowbrook School developed the disease soon after their arrival. So, the staff at Willowbrook consulted someone named Saul Krugman. No, n- never trust anyone named Saul. The- 
a man. Because Saul Goodman, <laughs> shiesty lawyer. Oh, jeez. I have written, now if we know anything about a Saul, they're the evil version of Paul. <laughs> See, we agree. We agree right there. <laughs> 100% true. So at this time, um, it was known that hepatitis was caused by a virus, but they didn't know how it was spread, if it could be prevented, or how many types of viruses caused the disease. Mm-hmm. So Saul, he saw the opportunity to use all these children that had pretty much mm. been abandoned at the hospital to conduct experiments on them. This is Great. not an urban legend anymore. This is this is true. This is true. Okay. So, one of his studies involved feeding live hepatitis virus from others' stool samples to sixty healthy children. I don't like that you use the word feeding to to, to is like, and stool uh, in the same sentence. Poo on a spoon. Saul I watched, don't like it. Saul watched as their skin and eyes turned yellow. <gasps> their livers got bigger. He watched them vomit and refused to eat. Because they just ate poo. And hepatitis. And hepatitis. <laughs> hepatitis covered poo. poo. All the children. So what's the other one? What's the poop one? Um, uh, G. That. Um, Is it Giardia? Jack in the Box gave everybody back in it. E. coli. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I always get Giardia and Giard, I think they the, both give you the runs. Yeah, there's Giardia, and then there's another one that's Giardia's, like I think, bad water. Oh, yeah. I remember there's some I don't pickles. know about pickles. <laughs> I think that just means you're pregnant. No. <laughs> there's, like, it's a pepper or pickles, and it starts with a G. I don't... Gar, Gardenia? No, I don't know. Gardenias? That's a flower. <laughs> no, I know it starts with a G, and it's pickles. I have no idea what you're talking Pickle about. Pickle peppers. I don't know. A gherkin? A gherkadilly? <laughs> okay. We're talking about a very serious thing. Sorry. All the children fed hepatitis virus became ill. Shocker. Some mm. severely. But Saul reasoned that it was justifiable, justifiable, <laughs> to justifiable. Inno- justifiable to inoculate disabled children at Willowbrook with the hepatitis virus because most of them would get the hepatitis virus. Anyways. What? Yeah, because they're not But by purposefully poo. giving the children hepatitis, he increased the chances to 100%. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what happens. Well, before he was feeding them, it was like 90%. So, so it was still 10%. super high, but like, what if they didn't get it? He brought it up to 100%, you know, that they would get it. So, um,. Not only that, but the facility had a maximum capacity of 4,000, remember? Mm-hmm. Well, by 1965, it housed over 6,000. This is in the 60s? People. Mm-hmm. I thought this was in like the 1800s. In, ni- no. in 1965, Robert F. Kennedy toured the institution um, and said that the individuals living in the overcrowded facility were, quote, living in filth and dirt, their clothing in rags. In rooms less comfortable and cheerful than cages in which we put animals in a zoo. Mm. Uh, but he didn't order it to be closed down. This is bad, but keep it keep He it going. just offered a series of recommendations Ugh, for improving the condition. Such a politician. So the school's reputation kind of got out because of this, though. So a woman, her name is Donna Stone. She was an advocate for mentally disabled children, child abuse victims, etc., etc., etc. So she poses as a recent social worker graduate to gain access to the facility. 
Um, and when she's in there, she's just completely horrified. Mm-hmm. She notifies the press, um, and quite a few articles are written by local papers. Um, but, you know, it's all local. It's not quite enough. Then a doctor who worked in uh, who worked in Willowbrook, he was just, like, horrified. And so mm-hmm. he called up an investigative reporter called Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera. So it's with a G. It's Geraldo. I know Geraldo. Wouldn't he it be was a J, though, if it was Geraldo? No, it's a G. It's Geraldo Rivera. Oh. He is known for when they opened up King Tut's tomb and there was nothing inside. I've definitely heard Geraldo Rivera before. He's got, he's got a mustache. I don't. I wouldn't recognize him, but I've heard you that would. name. Yeah, no, it's it's Geraldo. Okay, thank you. Guarantee it's Geraldo. Geraldo conducted a series of investigations uncovering the deplorable conditions, including overcrowding, inadequate sanitary facilities, and physical and sexual abuse of residents by members of the school staff. Um, basically, they lived in filth, and. Like, some of the staff were untrained. Some of them really wanted to help, but others just, like, really delighted in abusing these mm. children. And they like probably also got a children. paycheck for it. Mm-hmm. So, Geraldo releases an expose entitled Willowbrook, The Last Great Disgrace. He loves an expose. Also, spoilers. If only. <laughs> if only it was the last great disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, there's more. (laughs) But he's on some talk show and he plays clips of what he saw there. And, Mm -hmm. and, And this whole thing is really well said in Mm -hmm. the documentary Cropsy. Mm -hmm. It's on Amazon for free. You have to watch ads, but it's free. I Mm -hmm. watched it. And they, um, there's clips of it in the documentary and it's just really upsetting. Mm. I I remember I've seen Cropsy, but it's been like a few years. It was was incredible. It was on Netflix for a while. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, so anyways, this gets out... um, the that he filmed the inside and showed it to the public and he ends up winning a Peabody Award. Ooh. Congrats to him. A class action lawsuit Marvel. was filed uh, against the state of New York by the parents mm-hmm. who kind of dumped their kids there in the first place. I mean, kind of... Kind of fault. <sighs> I mean... You started it. You started it. <laughs> <laughs> but all sorts of things happened because of this. Federal laws, etc., etc. So the place finally, after 11 more years... What? Closes down in 1988. So now we have this empty, creepy building Ooh. that used to be filled with horrors and terrible mm-hmm. things. And so that's just like kind of a recipe for this great urban legend. Yeah. Uh, and so up crops, crops. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't write that. It just oh, came. I hope. I was going to say, I hope you I hope wrote you that. Didn't. I hope you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> okay, so it's this creepy guy living under tunnels. Like, I don't know. I feel like urban legends a lot are good for, like, scaring kids away from, like, going into these abandoned buildings. Yeah. And, you know, saying, like, make them not stay out too late or go, like, mm-hmm. into certain places of town. Don't in drive town. behind a log truck. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to. I mean, has anyone seen Final Destination? (laughs) Yes, they have. Frightening. Even if you don't die then, you will later. You might. Roller coasters? Mm -mm. Uh, Tanning beds? No, thank you. Oh, well, yeah, that will kill you. I mean, I did do that. Long long term. In in high school. It was a thing. I mean, you don't know, though. I mean, no. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) 
you're gorgeous. Okay. Anyways, so kids would go into the wooded area and try and scare each other. You know, that kind of story. But here's the thing. There were actually underground tunnel systems Mm -hmm. under both of these, the tuberculosis hospital and the Willowbrook school. Mm Mm-hmm. And children were going missing. Ew. So was it an urban legend oh, after was it true? all? In 1987, Jennifer Schweiger went missing. Um, she was a young girl with Down syndrome. Mm. And her story kind of captured the hearts of everyone in the area. There were huge searches for her throughout the grounds of the old school. And in the tunnels, like, they were like... This, what, however many acres I said before, let's mm-hmm. just, you know, try and find her there. Yeah. There were two witnesses that stated that they saw her walking along the street with a mm. middle-aged man. Mm. With a hook? Who <laughs> had a hook for <laughs> She was holding onto the hook. <laughs> Almost as bad. He had a female green bike with a basket on the front of it. <laughs> frightening. Nothing more scary. <laughs> Nothing more scary than a bike with a basket. But a kitten in the bike or in the basket and Penny. got a real villain on our hands <laughs> um, okay so and then obviously those pe- those witnesses told detectives well one of the detectives that they told he's like wait a minute mm-hmm. he had seen a man andre rand Ooh. the week before at the shop right which in the it looked like a grocery store i think it yeah um and he knew andre mm-hmm. right andre yeah like like the champagne <laughs> i was thinking andre the giant but that helps more actually you're welcome <laughs> Still five dollars a bottle, baby. No, it's like seven ninety nine no, now. I found it for five. Where? Total wine. Oh yeah, that's at Safeway. It's, it was right right next more. to the unicorn wine. Oh nice. And the blue. <laughs> oh, the airplane prosecco. No, oh. it's actually blue. Like it's blue sparkling wine. Oh no. It's very unsettling. I don't think that would make me feel good. It's blue. It's scary. I don't like it. Okay. Well, anyways, they he, Andre okay. the champagne. <laughs> Andre Rand the champagne. Okay, so one of the detectives saw him in Shoprite. He Ooh. knew who Andre Rand was because of a previous interaction in a prior case. Ooh, and so you know he's got eyes on him. He's like mm-hmm. that dude's sketchy. I'm gonna watch out for him. So he saw Andre buy baby food, which is weird. Ooh, baby food. I feel like I said food weird, and then. He saw him right away. On a green bike with a basket. On a female green bike with a basket. (gasps) So, this detective, light bulb moment, now we have their suspect. Is his name Paul? It wasn't. No. I didn't write it down because it wasn't Paul. Well. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, Stephen or something. Um, Also, that prior case I mentioned, Andre had pled guilty to sexual misconduct with a nine-year-old. Ooh. Back in 1969. Don't like that. It's 1987 now. He was originally charged with kidnapping and attempted rape, but he pled guilty to the lesser charge Mm -hmm. of sexual misconduct. But he says that he didn't do any of it. Of course. He just pled guilty to get a lower sentence. Mm -hmm. So he served 16 months in prison for that. Anyways, now in 1987, the light bulb goes off. Mm -hmm. 43-year-old homeless man Andre Rand was arrested for the kidnapping of 12-year-old Jennifer. Nope. 
um, kidnapping because they hadn't found Jennifer. Yeah. So um, he was staying in a church and he was arrested there. So who's Andre Rand and what, if any, connection does he have with Willowbrook? Those are all good questions. Thank you. Are you going to answer them? Yeah. Good. You sound thrilled. (laughs) Andre Rand was born on March 11th, 1944. Um, He had at least one sister. Not a great childhood, but the documentary, but in the documentary, the sister said, like, they weren't abused or anything. Mm -hmm. His father died when Andre was 14, and his mother did a stint in a psychiatric center when he was a teenager also. So, Mm. I mean, it wasn't great, but, like, you know. Um, And then... Andre worked as an orderly at the Willowbrook State School from 1966 to 1968. Some places it says he was more of a janitor role, which seems more right. Yeah. Because an orderly, I think you have to have, like, a medical background. Maybe. I think he was a janitor. Um, (coughs) For years, he lived in in makeshift campsites in the forest around the school and in the tunnels. (gasps) Under the abandoned building. Sounding like Cropsy. Did he like have a hook for a hand? No, he had both no. hands. Oh, dang it. Um, so not a ton is really known about his childhood, but there you have mm-hmm. it. So we go back to when Andre gets picked up. Um, he is arrested, but like I said, Jennifer's still missing. Mm-hmm. There were rumors that someone, maybe Andre's friend, was hiding Jennifer in the tunnels and like moving her at night so no mm. one could see. Um, but Jennifer's family and community, they kept searching until, unfortunately, 35 days into the search, they found Jennifer's body. Mm. And it was only 150 yards from Andre's camp. No. Um, although he most certainly killed her. He mm-hmm. was only convicted on the kidnapping charges um, because they pretty much had no evidence other than the eyewitnesses watching him walk away with her mm-hmm. and the proximity to the camp but that's not really like yeah there was a lot of homeless people living in that area just mm-hmm. because it was so like yeah it's a big area and basically. it's like it's like a nothing's really happened all the buildings are abandoned in the area yeah and so. there's the covered place for you to sleep i'm assuming well his was like a tarp over it oh, but okay. anyways <clears throat> what i'm saying is there it was probably in proximity to a lot of camps probably <laughs> Um, the, so they couldn't convict him of the murder, but he was sentenced to 25 years to life for her kidnapping and would be eligible for parole in 2008. Hmm. Well, then people start thinking and police start unraveling their red string and connecting Mm -hmm. the dots about other young kids that have gone missing over the past several years on Staten Island. Love a red string moment. (laughs) Also be linked to Andre. Eventually, they narrow it down from, like, 30. Like, don't move to Staten Island. It's horrifying. I mean, I think I think that still rings true. Don't move to Staten Island. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they narrow it down to four. Okay. Kids that they think probably he could have done. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> first we have Thais Jackson. Nailed um, it. I think so. I don't know. She was a 10-year-old girl with learning disabilities, and she disappeared four years before Jennifer. She was last seen on August 14th, 1983, when she was walking home from the supermarket to the room her family was staying in. Mm -hmm. We then have Hank Gaforio. 
Nailed it. A 21-year-old, um, but he had the IQ of like, or like a 15-year-old. Mm. Um, and he went missing three years before Jennifer. Um, he disappeared on June 9th, 1984, after leaving a bar called the Spa Lounge Ooh. as it was closing. And then Holly Ann Hughes, a seven-year-old, she went missing six years before on July 15th, 1981. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was last seen buying a bar of soap from a deli near her home. Mm -hmm. And finally, Alice Piera, she was last seen 15 years before Jennifer went missing on July 7th, 1972. Um, Five-year-old Alice was last seen near her family's residence. Uh, she was playing in the lobby of the building when her brother, with her brother, when he left for just a second. When mm-hmm. he came back, she was gone. Mm. So, still, none of these bodies have been found. These four kids. Ooh. <clears throat> so, but he's in prison, twenty-five years to life. Um, but seventeen years into that, Andre was uh, back in Staten Island. But he's in prison. Not because he got out. Thank God. But because he was standing trial now for Holly Ann Hughes kidnapping. Oh. So, can you just imagine, though? Like, there's this boogeyman from your childhood. Yeah. Turns out to be freaking real. And his name's Andre. (laughs) And then he's back now. It'd just be so scary. Anyways, he's back. Um... So he can be convicted for Holly's disappearance. Mm-hmm. Again, she hasn't been found, so. Yeah. Just, just her just... kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Um, Holly was a friendly, outgoing young girl. She had two brothers. Um, her parents weren't at speaking times, speaking terms at the time of her disappearance um, because of a custody dispute. But mm-hmm. they both loved her, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Like, they weren't fighting over who didn't have to have her. I mean, yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> she disappeared in the summer of 1981. Um, Andre was interviewed after her disappearance because he was spotted on Holly Ann's street the day she disappeared. Oh, jeez. But he was ultimately released. Mm. Uh, and then finally, 20 years later, the DA thinks they have enough to convict Andre. Mm-hmm. Just four years before he's eligible for parole. Oh. Um, Jennifer's the girl that they did find. Mm-hmm. Her... Parents were there to watch this trial again. Um, But, like I said, they haven't found her body, so it's really tough. Mm -hmm. The DA is retiring, though, and this is kind of of why he's pushing the case like he wants it to kind of be like his last hurrah. Mm -hmm. Um, But the evidence they do have is that Holly Ann lived in this one building on on the stat, Mm -hmm. and Andre's aunt lived on the second floor of that building. Oh. One day, Holly Ann, she's playing outside um, the same day that Andre is visiting his aunt. Mm-hmm. And apparently he got into his Volkswagen, the official car of killers. Yeah. Should um, be their slogan. Yeah. Official car of killers and Nazis. <laughs> Volkswagen. <laughs> so he gets in his car right after Holly walked down the street to that deli. Um I mean, it was, like, more like a bodega, like, deli's don't usually yeah. have soap, but... <clears throat> was it was... run by Lin-Manuel Miranda? Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, though, because they interviewed the guy. It was memorable to people who worked there because it was 31 cents for a bar of soap. 
and mm-hmm. Holly only had 27 cents. Oh, and so thank the, you for the soap anyway. The son of the owner was behind the counter. He was like, had to have been a young kid because yeah. he was like, I don't know. I'm bad at telling age, but he was our age. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope he's not like five. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he couldn't have been our age in the video. If it was, if this is the eighties, anyways, he was young. Let's call him sixteen. Okay. That works. Um, and he remembers this because he was like, "Hey, Dad, is this close enough?" Like, you know, force. Yeah, it's a bar. And the dad was like, "No," and he wouldn't give it to her. And then no one saw her. Lin Manuel would never. Lin Manuel never. That's how I knew it wasn't him. Oh yeah, he'd give her the soap. Keep and keep the twenty nine cents. Twenty seven. 27 cents. He'll give her two more cents, though. Make it 29. Yeah, he will. Okay, so... Because uh, he's just that kind of a man. I know. She was never seen after that, though. So back at the trial, someone's testifying that they heard Andre tell Holly that, like, she was really dirty. Like, mm. like her hands... I assume she was wearing shorts. It was the summer. Well, yeah, she's buying soap. Well... She needs to fix that. She's trying to fix it. She... He told her that she had dirty hands and legs from playing outside so he gave her that money <gasps> for the soap to go buy a bar of soap and this he admitted to doing this but he says that's where their interaction stopped mm. but people saw him drive down the same street that holly was walking yeah holly was walking so like he probably picked her up there to make it a little less obvious mm. remember me i bought your soap <laughs> <laughs> where is it <laughs> Oh, I was off by four cents. Um, so the same deli kid who tried to give her the four cent discount, he's, um, like I said, he's grown up in the uh, documentary. And they asked him if anyone else from the neighborhood had gone missing. And he said, oh, yeah, Hank. He was a little slow, but he looked just like Mick Jagger. Oh, <laughs> That's what he said. Um, Hank was last seen June 1984. At that one bar, mm-hmm. slash, I think it was kind of a diner, in the area around three or four in the morning, sitting with Andre Rand. Oh. Several people came forward and they said that they saw this, but since he was 21, you know, technically he's an adult, it makes convincing the cops a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, I think by 7 p.m. the next day, he was reported missing. Mm-hmm. It was really spooky, though, because in the original news coverage of... Holly's parents, like, pleading for whoever has her to bring her back. Mm -hmm. He was standing right behind her. So, like, he was in the... Hank? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, creepy. Yeah. But it was, like, a group of people. But, yeah, he was right behind her. And then he goes missing. Ew. Now, Alice Pierce, she was last seen in July of 1972. Alice lived with her young mother. She was only 26, and she had MS. Hmm. Um, Alice was last seen in her building when her brother just left for a second, like I said. Well, and then he came back, and, and she was gone. Well, Andre was the maintenance man in her building. Oh. So that's the connection there. I don't like that. And finally, remember Thais. Mm-hmm. She disappeared in August of 1983. Um, she lived with her mother and four other siblings in a welfare hotel in Staten Island at the time. She was walking with her older brother and some older man started talking to her. 
And then the brother gets bored and I don't know, he walks away to go flip a coin on the corner. I don't know what kids did in the early 80s, but... Play with a stick and loop. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we know that she goes missing. The brother later describes the man as someone who looks like Andre. And he has a super distinct face. Mm. Obviously, we'll post pictures. but mm-hmm. um, And she went missing just 12 days after Andre was released from prison. Ooh. He was in prison for picking up 11 kids... And driving them all to Newark, the airport in Newark. But when they got there, they were like, we're not getting on a plane with you. Like, what are you? There's 11 of us. This is weird. <laughs> so he got 10 months in prison for that. Um, but unfortunately, this is all just eyewitness stuff. Mm-hmm. There's no body, so it's all circumstantial. Um, <clears throat> uh, and even with Jennifer... They had arrested him and then found the body, right? So it's a little bit interesting because the autopsy revealed that she had been at an angle with her feet down mm-hmm. when rigor set in, mm. but they had found her with her head down. Oh. So it's possible that, like, he was arrested for this crime. Mm-hmm. The person who actually did it came and moved her. Mm. Near his campsite. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Yeah. There's too much other. So, yeah, there's too. Like, yeah. they all, uh, all the other four had interactions with him. Mm-hmm. He was already convicted. Anyways. So, remember the church that he was staying at at the time of his arrest? Well, in the documentary, they speak with Reverend Charles G. Musket Sr. Just <laughs> quite a name. Charles G. Musket. <laughs> It's an incredible last name. Uh, so he was the minister of the church at the time, and he said that actually, it was he let uh, Andre stay there at the insistence of the police mm. because they had bugged his house. They like were already suspicious of him, so yeah. they were like, "Please let him stay here. We're gonna bug your house. We're mm-hmm. gonna get this guy." Yeah, and they had surveillance vehicles all around the church day and night, like. And obviously, this Charles G. Musket Sr. couldn't tell the community yeah. why he was doing this, but the community was mad at him. Like, mm-hmm. he's a creep. Why are yeah. you letting him stay there? And, like, your family is not safe either. But it was a sting operation. Um, and apparently, Andre told the minister that he took Jennifer. <gasps> he said he took her because he thought that the family didn't want her. Uh, and that she was alone because she had Down syndrome. And he felt that people that had mental handicaps shouldn't be alive. Oh, no. Um, he believed that they came from families that couldn't give them anything. So it was best if they weren't around. And he mm. kind of thought it was his mission. No, oh, no. Obviously, he's got some mental issues mm-hmm. as well. And apparently his mother had a disability as well. She was in that, that hospital for a period of time. So... He felt like rather than letting them grow up and have kids of their own and then... Mm-hmm. Have a life. Have a life. He was going to spare them. Which is disgusting, obviously. Um, but the good news is he was convicted of kidnapping Holly and Hughes, which is um, who they brought him back for. And he was sentenced to 25 more years Ooh, to yay. life. And he'll be eligible for parole next in 2037. 
and he'll be 93. Stay tuned. If he makes it. <laughs> and we'll report on Which it. Which I don't think. Yeah, we'll still be doing the podcast in 2037. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he led like the healthiest of lifestyles. So mm-hmm. 93, we'll see if he makes it. TBD. TBD. Maybe he'll be on secretly this week's Meet the R.I.P. Maybe. <laughs> I can only hope so. Anyways, that's Cropsy and the urban legend that was actually... Real life. <laughs> creepy. It's not creepy. That's creepy. It's creepy. The documentary is so good, though. I know oh, you've it already is. watched yeah. it, but watch it again. It's really good. <gasps> oh, what are you doing? All right. I am talking about Povelia Island. <gasps> okay. I kept spelling it wrong. I kept spelling it like Proveglia, Proveglia it Island. Matter. but I didn't know what you were talking about. Anyway. Povelia. Povelia Island. <sighs> so Povelia is an island. <laughs> and it's sense. located between Venice and Lido in the Venetian Lagoon of northern Italy. So basically, the knee of the boot, if you will. I've been there. You've been to Venice? Oh, you've been to Venice. I've been to Venice. Oh, well, there you go. Pavalia. Okay. In the lagoon. <gasps> so the island is first mentioned in the Chronicles of 421. Oh, good. <laughs> where people from northern Italy, like west of Venice, fled there to escape the barbarian invasions. Okay, yes. Oh, barbarian. Okay. Um, in the ninth century, the island's population began to grow, and in the following centuries, its importance grew steadily until it was governed by a dedicated podesta, which basically means the dude in charge. <laughs> okay. That's okay. Italian for president? Yeah, the dude in charge. Uh, no. President, but like governor, elected. Like step down from okay, from uh from president because like president would be like they president probably have of Italy. like a king. They might. Anyway, so the, the regional ruler. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of an a hole. <laughs> Uh, so in 1379, Venice came under attack from a Gen- Genoan fleet, and the people of Povelia were moved to Guideca, which okay. is another island in the Venetian lagoon. Uh, the island remained uninhabited for subsequent centuries. Just nobody went there, just kind of Why not? Little, little island. Uh, in 1527, the Doge... I don't know who that is. D-O-G-E? Yeah. Yep. The dog. <laughs> I've seen that word. I don't know, I don't how know to say it, it though. Um, <laughs> offered the island to this group of monks who actually refused the offer. They're like, no, <laughs> not we're good. good. <laughs> uh, from 1645 on, the Venetian government built five octagonal forts oh, cool. to protect and control entrances to the lagoon. Sure. That makes sense. So, in 1776... I know her. Great year. Uh, the island came under the jurisdiction of the Magistrato alla Santina, which is basically the public health office, mm-hmm. and became a checkpoint for all goods and people coming to and going from Venice by ship. Okay. So, in 1793, there were several cases of the plague on two mm-hmm. ships, and mm-hmm. consequently, mm-hmm. the island was transformed into a temporary confinement station for the ill. Yeah. They they thought sorry. Go ahead. They thought that these like insane masks were gonna protect yeah, them. The big the big and stars. Yeah, I mean they're all over the place. It's really interesting. Yeah. Go on. Um so the big schnoz. <laughs> the big schnoz. 
Um, this role became permanent in 1805 under the rule of Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, I know her, too. Uh, who also had the Church of St. Vital destroyed, which was a church that was built on there when the um, group of people that first fled there from the barbarians, they like had built oh, like a church and a bell tower and everything. Everything's so dang old there. It's crazy. Yeah. So he, Napoleon's like, no, nah, I don't like that. Knocked out. <laughs> ew. Um, church? Ew. <laughs> Who's she? Uh, the old bell tower was converted into a lighthouse. Um, and the station for the ill was closed in 1814. Uh, and Napoleon used it to store weapons. Um, and eventually his enemies discovered that that's where he was storing weapons. Um, and many battles took place. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Taking lives. So, again, like I said... The island back to the quarantine station. Mm-hmm. So from 1793 to 1814, uh, it was a quarantine station when the bubonic plague ravaged Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Povelia became the quickest and eventually permanent solution to the outbreak. Um, and in addition to quarantining plague victims, the island also became a gigantic mass grave Ooh, for the corpses haunted. of the people who died. Uh, barges from Venice actually hauled their dead to the island. Oh, my gosh. Um, <gasps> and smaller ships brought exiles from the city who showed even the mildest symptoms of the plague. Oh, that's so scary. So on Povelia Island, plague victims spent 40 days waiting to see if they would die or they would recover. Oh, my gosh. Spoiler, most of them died. On the island they were On the island. So, which is covered in plague. Covered in plague. They're going to die. Yeah. So they'd send and be like, ooh, you have a sniffle to the plague island. Oh my goodness. That's so scary. And then, uh... Um, So, uh, the Venetians cremated untold thousands of bodies on Povelia, uh, leaving the ashy remains of plague victims to fall where they may. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's false on the island, though. Yeah. Right. So it's <laughs> ash. So it's covered in dead. Covered in plague ash. <laughs> Does the plague die at a certain temperature? I, I hope, hope so. so. Uh, so from when plague victims died, if they weren't cremated, they were thrown into mass graves. Um, someone actually recorded that workers collected the dead and threw them in graves all day without a break. Mm. Uh, often the dying ones and the ones too sick to move or talk were taken for dead and thrown on the corpses. Oh my gosh, they're still alive. Yeah. It's like the, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> From Monty Python, bring out your dead. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> you will be. <laughs> Dang it, Karen, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. <laughs> um, so yeah, even if they were like, Oh, you might not make it to the pile. You know, of I'm corpses. here now. You're you know, not going to come back for a while. Go, I'll, I'll just do know. it. Swan dive. <laughs> uh. That's so horrifying. I'm yeah. so glad. I don't know. The world's a dumpster fire now, but can you imagine? Oh yeah. <gasps> so in 1777, the magistrate of health turned Povelia Island into its primary plague checkpoint. Um, so any ship that was coming into ve- into Venice Mm -hmm. had to stop at Povelia for an inspection. And if any sailor showed any signs of the plague, they were removed and left on the island. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's when you like slap your cheeks and you're like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm feeling feeling great. great. (laughs) They didn't have the 
thermometers that you point at the forehead. How did they know? You just had to be honest. They probably just looked at you. And we're like, <gasps> that's even worse. Sick. You look tired. You're sick. Oh, no. Um, I've been on a ship for three months. I'm very tired. I'm very tired. <laughs> so from 1814 till 1922, basically, like, it just kind of sat there. The island? The island. Because there's no more plague. Because there's no more plague. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we don't want to go to the place with the bodies, with the plague, it's the, the plague thing. bodies thing. Don't want to do it's it. It's covered in ash. It's kind of gross. But, you know, in 1922, they're like, well, this land can't just go to waste. Mm-mm. we got to do something with it. No. So what do they do? They build a church. No. They the... build a house. No. They, <laughs> I don't know. So the existing buildings were converted into an asylum for oh, the mentally ill. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, and later used. Oh my gosh, as a, we have the same theme. Basically. <laughs> um, and later they were used um, as a nursing home and long term care facility. Mm. So the mentally ill and the olds. Perfect. They're basically the same. <laughs> I right? mean, Let's yeah. Put them all together. It's fine. Uh, the patients um, already considered to have lost their marbles. Um, <laughs> Or never had any. Or never had any to begin with. Uh, regularly reported seeing the ghosts of plague victims. <laughs> and said they were kept up at night from the screams of the tortured souls. Mm-hmm. Their claims were ignored. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> okay, Gladys, go to bed. <laughs> oh, Gladys. Gladys um, was so scared. Gladys terrified. So and Gladys isn't crazy. She literally is seeing she ghosts. She's seeing dead people. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, take note. <laughs> Ooh. Why is there a movie about this place? There probably be. is. Um, as so as if this wasn't strange enough, mm-hmm. the doctor at the mental hospital um, decided to try and find a cure for what they called insanity at the time. Um, Just by, the blanket term. Yeah, by performing lobotomies on patients. Yeah, good. Uh, the tales say that he used cruel methods to perform the lobotomies. Yeah. Such as using a hand drill. Mm-hmm. You know, the history of the lobotomy is fascinating. It we'll is. have to do that one time. Um, so some of the odd machines can still be seen in the rooms <gasps> of the hospitals today. What? Yeah. Is this okay? Go on. So it is also said that a number of patients were taken to the bell tower, where they were subjected to a special kind of torture. Special. Special. Um, we'll never know for sure what exactly occurred Bad there. Bad stuff. Um. Because the doctor eventually threw himself off the bell tower. <gasps> wow. So, claiming just before that the patients had driven him mad. Or was it your conscience? Or was it the plague? <laughs> uh, a nurse a is said to have had witnessed the whole event, but it is unclear whether the doctor did in fact throw himself mm. off the bell tower or someone else him well, if I'm being tortured I'm gonna push. with my fellow torturees, we're gonna rise there's up. more of us than him. Let's rise up and push him off the we'll building. Push. Oops, you tripped. Oops. Uh, so in 1968, after the doctor's death, the hospital was closed and the island was once again completely abandoned. <laughs> so spooky. So during its time, it is thought that around 160,000 people what? died on Povelia Island. Oh, my gosh. Um, but there's another island called Lazaretto Vecchio um, that's kind of had the same same vibe. Uh-huh. Plague. Plague, plague vibe. Plague vibe. Um, <laughs> but, but it hasn't been fully investigated like the other one, like um, 
Lazaretto, so Pavalia hasn't been investigated like the other one. Okay, they haven't um, put a shovel in there. Yeah, so basically being taken to the island was basically a death sentence. And uh, people went kicking and screaming, you know, kicking the people with the long schnozzes. Um, <laughs> and they would literally live out their last days in literal hell on earth. Oh, my God. In so, a pile of bodies. In a pile of bodies. And the soil is mostly made up of plague victims' ash. And body juices. And body juices. I don't like that. No. This is horrifying. So just at night, you can hear voices, screams, laments, and strange noises. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I bet you sure can. And it's not hard to imagine that the place is overcrowded with restless souls. Yeah. Uh, fishermen Thousands. claim to hear screams and moans from the island, and they say the bell in the tower can be heard sometimes. <gasps> the tower that is knocked down? The tower that is not a bell tower anymore. <laughs> um, which would be impossible because the bell itself was removed many years right. ago. Well, yeah. So there's no bell in the bell tower. Uh, there's a spirit called Little Maria um, has been seen on the island for about 400 years. And 400 years? Let her be a She's just hanging out. Rest at ease, Little Maria. And the young child most likely died from the plague. Um, Was half of her face melted off? I'm not sure know. how the plague worked. <laughs> I don't either. Um, she roams the beach while she cries. Yeah, I bet. Oh. Yeah. Poor little Maria. 400 years. Um, There's also some spirits from the time it was used as a psychiatric hospital. So not only do you have plague spirits, you have psychiatric hospital spirits. What are you doing? I'm looking at a map. I'm trying to find a map of where it is. Oh, Povelia? Yeah. Um, So Pietro is a spirit. And he um, is a man with two amputated legs. Oh, it's hard to get around. Unless you're a ghost. He's living his life, and, honestly. <laughs> uh, he used to race his wheelchair throughout the hospital. What's up? Okay. And uh, oh, people claim they can still hear his phantom wheelchair racing up and down the corridors. I win! I'm sure the it wasn't like super level, so there's a part where he starts going down. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> <"Woo>, my arms! <laughs> um, so there's another one called Frederico, uh, he grins and laughs out loud the entire day. Um, and there's also a spirit of a young female is regularly seen as well, who has a terrifying expression on her face. She's just like, um, she's like oh. <laughs> um, people say she's scared of the mad doctor who still performs his sick experiments here. It's, oh my, okay. And a pair of huge eyes have been seen just below the water's surface and oh. people see faces behind the windows of the hospital. It's actually super creepy because there's some the people chills. that are that are allowed on there, um, and basically it looks like people just got up and left. Uh, like there's still like paper, there's still like beds, there's still the tools that he used for the lobotomies. Um, it's crazy. Just an ice pick. Um, people claim being watched and even followed around the island during their visit. Um, some get really emotional when they step on the island, feeling deep dread and sorrow. Um, the hospital can be entered in several places, but the easiest entrance is actually the scariest. Yeah. Um, that's where everybody entered. N- the, no. No. So the entrance that's the easiest one to get through is you have to crawl through one of the cremators. No. No. No, no Alex. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Clara. <laughs> that's the 
easiest way to get into the hospital. I don't want to. You crawl through the cremators. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> never hated anything more in my life. I never knew I could hate something that much. I'm so uncomfortable. It's the best way to get in. It isn't. <laughs> According to this, it isn't. It's the easiest. That's haunted as hell. That's where everybody died. No, not everybody. Remember some people were like in a ditch. <laughs> I really don't like it. Um, so visitors of the hospital again claim to see shadows on the walls that appear to follow them throughout the entire facility. Um, and some people mm. get scratched and pushed. And in the end, nobody leaves the island unshaken. So nobody's just like, meh. Like, eh, <laughs> I had fine. a fine time. Um, <laughs> That's kind of pretty. And... Actually, there was a show on the Discovery Channel. Okay. I think it was. I think it was the Discovery Channel that I was obsessed with in college. It's called Ghost Adventures. Oh, yeah. Where Ooh. these three guys would like, who basically look like emo kids. Yeah. Go to like these haunted places and do like oh my ghost things. They did one on Provalia Island. Do they see ghost things? Yeah. Because apparently nobody's allowed. Like, it, you cannot go to Povelia Island. Why? I want to like, go so the bad. The government does not want people to go, and you have to get, like, special permission to go. Why? Or you could just, like, sneak on the island. I don't think that's a good... You don't want to go to Italian jail. That's something I learned from... What's her name? Amanda Knox. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, and in 2014, Venice unsuccessfully tried to auction off the island... To who? Apparently some, like, real estate developer. Um, Will they let us go on? I don't know. Well, it fell through, and the island's status remains in limbo. So nobody owns it, so we can go. Nobody owns it. And Italy can arrest us. So today, the island of ghosts is completely off limits to visitors, (gasps) and basically why anyone would want to visit such a place. I want to visit. It's anyone's guess. You want to go through the crematorium? No, I want to go through a harder entrance, I mean. (laughs) You want to go through the front door. (laughs) I would like to go through the front door. (laughs) I would like to walk through it during the day. Yeah. And then I would like to leave... Yeah, I know Ghost Adventures, they stayed the night. No, I won't do that. So they, like, were taken onto the island. Nah. The boat that took them onto the island nah. then left. Nah. Full 24 hours. Nah. On the island. I'm all set on that. I would like to walk through it during the day. Yeah. So that is Povelia Island. That which is was incredible. I've never heard of that. The most haunted place in the world. <laughs> but nobody's allowed there. Nobody's so allowed there. Know. That's so spooky. Yeah. Ooh, That's good one. Island. I love a I love a story I've never heard of. Yeah. Oh, good one. Good oh. job. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. October 18th. October 18th. What a day. What a day. Uh well, well. we were just talking about her, 1776. She's a great year. <laughs> In a bar decorated with bird tails mm-hmm. in Elmsford, New York. A customer walks in and requests, hey, can I have a glass of those cocktails? The name. From bartender Betsy Flanagan. And the name cocktails, cocktail. baby. Stuck. Uh, I 18- thought that was so interesting. I, I never knew where it came from. Uh, 1851, Herman Melville's novel Moby Dick Ooh. was published in London. Have you read Moby Dick? I have. I think I did. I think I was supposed to. I read it for an English class in college, and it was like one of the only ones I enjoyed. 
It's I think like, I was oh, supposed to read it so in high school, but Spark I didn't. noted it. Yeah. That's usually what I did. 1867, a, new, a, new, a deal, <laughs> a deal <laughs> negotiated by the U.S. Secretary of State William Seward for the U.S. purchase of the Russian colony of Alaska. Is that why we have a place called Seward, Alaska? I bet it is. Oh, there we go. Uh, and on this day in 1867, the U.S. flag was flown over the capital, Sitka, which isn't the capital anymore. No. They moved to Juneau. They did. In 1898, kind of the same vein, Puerto Rico was turned over to the United States following the Spanish-American War. Hey, Puerto Not Rico. State, but we love her. We love her. 1921, Charles Streit is granted a patent for his invention, the automatic pop-up toaster. God bless you. God bless you. I love toast. I love toast and a Pop-Tart and the occasional waffle. Oh, girl. An Eggo waffle. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I used to get after those. 1922, the British Broadcasting Company, later the British Broadcasting Corporation, a.k.a. the BB, the BBC, yeah, was formed. yeah. Love BBC. Oh, we do love a British bake-off. Yeah. <laughs> Corporation. Next week, we might have to talk about Mexican Week on the Great British Bake Off. Because okay, that it is a... I haven't started because I, I like, you know me. Yeah, I you binge. binge. So I'd like to have as many as possible. But I'll watch them this week so I, we can. I haven't watched it, but I've heard oh, it's have. just a disaster. I mean, every day there's something on my Yeah. Own. Okay. Um, the BBC. McKenna? Take note. <laughs> Remind us. <laughs> Remind us. 1929, for the first time Ooh. under Canadian law, Ooh. A, women are considered persons. <gasps> Canada, you dog. <laughs> and we think you're so much better than us. I mean, when was it for here? In the 20s. 29. Earlier than that. I think it was I'm like just saying that's horrifying. Too. I don't know. We talked about the amendments at some point in time. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. 1931, Al Capone is convicted of tax evasion. It's not the worst thing he did. Not the worst thing he did. But that was what he was convicted. Of. <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> uh, I ooh, I have a few. Tell me. Um, but mine are all sports related. Uh, I skip over those. I skip over them sometimes, but there's a few that I'm like, ooh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so. In 1873, Columbia, Princeton, Rutgers, and Yale set the rules for college football. Oh, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for everything. What is that, Saturday? Every Saturday. Every Saturday. From August through <laughs> January. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, and 1967, the Major League Baseball American League votes to allow the Kansas City Athletics to move to Oakland, California, and authorizes an expansion to 12 teams with a new team in Kansas City and... The Chiefs? This is baseball. Oh, dang it. Um, <laughs> it's the Royals. Thank you. And the Seattle Mariners. Woo! We're in the... We're doing something good this season. Woo! <laughs> Um, Even yeah. though we're from Dakota. So okay. it was later accelerated to, they basically said, yeah, in 1971, you can have two more teams, Kansas City, which comes the Royals, and Seattle, which comes the Mariners. Um, Not the Royals. But it was later accelerated to 1969 due to pressure from Kansas City politicians. 
That's all I got. What? Because they put the same one twice. On accident. Oops. Yeah. That happens. May they RIP. They may. 1931. Thomas Edison. Ding. Ding. Thanks. Thanks for the light bulb. And did you know he invented the motion picture camera? The, what did, the phonogram or something? It was called something. There's the phonograph and also the motion picture camera. Two different things. But didn't he steal from Probably. Tesla? I think Isn't for the, the one I think the light, the light bulb. bulb. Yeah. Whatever. And also, soon to be the name of Elizabeth, whatever her name is, Little Box. From Theranos. The Tesla? named the Edison. Oh, the Edison. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> she named it the Tesla? No, she named it the Edison. She did, she did, she did, she did. Elon Musk has the I Tesla. I know, I know. That's why I was confused. <laughs> I was like, well, she's need to get out of jail because the sorry to that name mistaken. Okay, 1956, Charles Streit, who I don't know if you remember from minutes ago, but he invented the automatic pop-up toaster. He also died on this day. Different years and years later. Yeah, but he got his patent and he died on the same day. I mean, I mean you just never know. Like, what your best day could also be the day of your death. Yeah. God bless you for the pop-up toaster. Oh, yeah. God bless you. God bless you. That's all. Uh, I also have 2021 uh, Colin Powell, American general and the first black U.S. Secretary of State under oh. President Bush. W. W. Um, dies right. from complications of COVID-19, blood oh. cancer, and Parkinson's. Okay, so COVID-19 was the least of Yeah. It's called the trifecta. <laughs> Sorry. Getting the terrible. R.I.P. I don't know. R.I.P. Yeah. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, we have 1926. Ooh. Chuck Berry. Singer. Johnny B. Songwriter of Johnny B. Good. And do the twist. <laughs> we're doing the dance. We're doing, we're doing the twist, everybody. 1939, Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, heard of him. Assassinator of JFK. <laughs> Assassinator. <laughs> It's just a fun word to spell. It is. It's really great. Uh, 1960. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Van Damme. 1979. Schaefer Shamir Smith, a.k.a. Neo. He's so sick of love songs. (laughs) So sick. So sick of love songs. (laughs) And then in 1987, World Sweetheart Zac Efron. Greatest showman. Greatest showman. Greatest showman. Uh, I After have a, the actual greatest showman. Yes. Second to Hugh Grant. Yeah. Or no, not Hugh Grant. Yeah. No, it's not Hugh Grant. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's Hugh Jackman. Who's Hugh Grant? Oh, yeah. Hugh yeah. Grant's the British <laughs> I'm show. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, you got Hugh right. You yeah. tricked me. Hughes are hard. Hughes are hard. There's only a few of them. Uh, 1938, Don Wells, a.k.a. Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Okay. I think okay, she was okay, the movie okay, star. okay. Uh huh. Um, 1960, also with Jean Claude John Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, Aaron Moran, who was Joni on Happy Days. Later, Joni in Joni Loves Chachi. <gasps> Joni does love Chachi. Joni loves Chachi. Um, <laughs> That's a Chachi. Is that a person? It's a person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 1975, Alex Cora. Puerto Rican baseball player. Why do we care? You're into sports today. I am. But why do we care about Alex Cora? Because he swam with dolphins. No. Um, so, following the 2019 season, uh, Alex was implicated in a sign-stealing oh. scandal during his time with the Astros. <laughs> a scandal. 
Did you not hear about this? No. Okay. Tell me everything. So, sidebar. We're what kind we're, go, we're going down it. We're going down what a path kind of here. Signs did he steal? So, like street signs? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so in baseball, you have the pitcher and you have the catcher. Okay. The catcher gives a sign to the pitcher yeah. for what pitch to throw. And he just runs in front so he can't. The other guy can't see. No. <laughs> Very confused. Stop guessing. Guessing wrong. Stop guessing and let me tell you. So. Sorry. That's the signs. So what happened was the Houston Astros Mm -hmm. came up with a plan that they would learn what the other team's signs were. Why is this not everybody's plan? You only have so many signs you can do. You do the two to your face and then in your crotch and then. Well, sometimes that's a decoy. Because it's <laughs> it's only the catcher that gives the sign to the pitcher. To the pitcher. Right. So the other guy that's like doing all the he's giving the sign to the batter. He's doing the macarena. He's doing the macarena. <laughs> he's giving the sign to the batter. Okay, but why doesn't everybody learn everybody else's teams? Because they change them all the time. So where are we going? So here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm trying to get here minutes. for like five minutes. Um, so what happened was. The Astros, as the game went on, figured out what their signs were and then started, like, infiltrating, like, practice to, like, get their signs. Um, And they would bang on trash cans to let the batter know what they were, what the pitch was going to be. So, like, Morse code? Morse code. They would bang on the trash cans. And this is illegal? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because it's cheating. Why? It's get better signals. The batter's not. I think that should be allowed. I think that should be allowed. It's absolutely. I'm gonna make a call. It's a disgrace to the game. Why? Because it's stealing, Clara. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean it's stealing? It's stealing. (laughs) It's recognizing sign language. No. And translating. It's not like they're doing like A, B, C, D, whatever. American Sign Language, baseball sign language. But it changes. It's bad. They need a better code. Um, I think that's on the team that was stolen from. No, I'm going to say it's on the Astros. They had to figure out the code. Then they had to learn Morse code to bang on the trash can. They had to find trash cans. I'm on their side. Uh, No, I, no. You are on that jury. You are incorrect. I don't understand (laughs) the problem. I really don't. Well, it was a big deal back in 2019. And also, it was the same year that they won the World Series. And then somebody else is back there. Banging the trash cans. Screwing off a stop sign. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of signs. Anyway. Well. It's a big deal. Okay. But I have thoughts about it. Obviously, I've shared them already. (laughs) But now he's the manager of the Red Sox. Oh, so he's fine. And who are the Astros playing right now? The Mariners. The Mariners. Go Bears. Just saying. Go Bears. Uh, and then 1990, Brittany Griner, American basketball oh, yeah. player who is currently in prison in Russia. Yeah. So send Brittany home, Putin. Yeah. That's all. That'd be good. He listens to this. He's a big fan. Big fan. <laughs> That's it. God, I can't believe you can't believe I'm on their side when no, you're mad at me. I can't believe looking it. At me. <laughs> Just I'm like disappointed in Why? you. Why? Because I... 
It's not against the rules to figure out the other person's code. Yes, it is. It's called cheating. Why? Because you're not supposed to know. Get a better code. Be sneakier. No. It's not against the wrong. like Geneva Convention to figure out. It's the against the spirit of baseball. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's right. We're gonna put a poll up on our yeah, Instagram. We have to. Who do you agree with, Alex or Clara? And then we will we'll fight both. to the death. Yeah, I. This is a hill I will die on. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I also don't really understand it. So yeah. Well. Well, I probably did I a love terrible the job. Listener. I probably did a terrible job. <laughs> I'm not. We're not there yet. Okay, you're still because I me. was not prepared <laughs> to talk about the 2019 Astros trash can scandal. Trash can. Ooh, they should be friends with the trash pandas. So, oh yeah. So next week I will have the full story. Okay, please do. And I we expect will, it. That will be my story and next I will week. Forget spooky October. <laughs> we're talking about the trash cans. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> She's mad at me. Send help. Someone send help. (laughs) What is my line? (laughs) Okay. Uh, Bye. (laughs) Bye. We love you and we mean it. Goodbye.